0: Thank you. Welcome to in the Garage. I'm Corey Cope. I'm Freddie Wolf. Kickstart. The last of May, 2023. It is the 30th today?
1: 20, no, man.
0: It's 29th. The 29th. It's
1: the 50th. It's the 50th day. 50th anniversary. So <laughs> 50th anniversary oh, or something. Thing. Something, I'm sure. <laughs> if it's somebody, I bet you if I looked hard enough, it's, you know, it's 50th anniversary of Kitten Day or whatever. <laughs> why do we have to have a day for every fucking year of the, uh, you know, like there's a day, every day has a day of, now. like, it's weird. Like when did all that start? And I feel like I came in halfway through it.
0: National, yeah, p- today's
1: national hot dog day. Yeah. Today's national Kitten day. I mean, every day has a national something day. Is that like, when did that start? I don't know, but it, why? Makes, it
0: makes sense that they're that, uh, that Sunday is, was, is, was <laughs> National Burger Day. It's Memorial Day weekend. It is
1: National Burger Day.
0: It makes sense.
1: I got lit up, dude. I like, every place I've been, like, all these craft burger places, like a million emails, and I was like, what the fuck? Right. I looked at my, um, you know, it was in my um, Yelp, right? Like, any place I looked at oh, right. to eat or maybe had eaten that had, like, yeah, they are all like, get your burger. I'm like, oh, man.
0: Yeah, I didn't Do I have
1: a day for burgers though. I mean, I feel like I could just go any day.
0: Yeah, but you know,
1: I don't need somebody to tell me when it's burger day.
0: <laughs> but they've stocked up on ground beef, man.
1: Yeah, I know it's just weird. <laughs> like I feel like it's it's just I don't you know it to me. It's like one of those things, like when somebody will wish me like happy blah 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 day, and I'm like, what? What the fuck are you talking
0: about? Do we care about such things? No. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah.
1: like, when did it start? And I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, look, dude, if it makes people happy, that's cool. But I just was like, when did it start? Because I don't even remember. I just remember it. Suddenly I was in the middle of it, but I don't remember when it started. I remember like, I feel like the first time I ever noticed it, like, I was like, what the heck? Wasn't a holiday. Was it Grandparents Day? <laughs> when did that become a thing?
0: Um, I, where I wonder where you can look that up.
1: I don't know. Google probably. <laughs> I just, you know, I'm just on a rant oh, right now. Should. I don't
0: I, know. I found it. I found it. All right. Okay. So if you, when you, uh, well, at least it's national today. Well, it doesn't show international, but so not only is today National Hamburger Day because we're recording this on 28th, let's, I'm want to say that, um, but it's also National Brisket Day. Again, f- for probably the same reasons, right? Right. Yes. And then it's also international burger day. So it's also amnesty international day. There's a lot going on today. Too. Hey, it's right? also, an, it's also a national Jake day. It's day of the Jake
1: day of the Jake.
0: This is also the, uh, the May 20th is the day. The slugs return from Capistrano, it's Capistrano day. This is, it's, it's slugs.
1: Dude, this is a busy day. Yeah. It's also, you know, pre you know, it's funny. It's, uh, if I want to bring it, if I want to bring the show down. I could, I'll, I'll, but I'm not going to. I'm just not going to say it.
0: No, mm. it's it's also World Hunger Day on the day of brisket and burgers. <laughs> there you go. Make it's
1: sure whooping, everybody it, gets their burger.
0: It's Whooping Crane Day. Whooping. I'm getting reminded that that you know this is the same weekend. This is the and This is the shit. What anniversary is it? This is the. Fortieth anniversary of the US Festival this weekend. Is yeah, it? yeah, US eighty three. Wow. Yeah, I I was on YouTube and I came across a video for um, how how uh, Van Halen event ended up getting the gig for that. The the, the I'll say I'll put the, the the little I don't want to call it a documentary, but it's really it's it's very well done. But I didn't know that cause you always make a big deal about how much Van Halen was paid to do the S yes festival. But what the funny thing was they had a writer in their contract that said if they, um, nobody else on, on the bill could be paid more than them. Well, they wanted David Bowie to be involved. So David Bowie was on one of the other three days and, but he was overseas in Europe on his, on his tour And so it cost him, it cost Wozniak 500 grand to have him flown out here. He needed a private plane and all that stuff to fly him all the way out there. And that's how he, Bowie ended up in the show. Well, because now his $750,000 deal, all the other stuff along the way made him, it cost him 1.5 million. Well, Van Halen's like, hey, no, 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 we're not going to be paid less. So at the end of the day, they both made the same 1.5 million.
1: Really? Yeah. I was going to say so. Van Halen ruined it for everybody.
0: They ruined no. it for everybody. Well, because I, some, I forget, again, you'll see it in the doc. I forgot who, what it was of why Bowie was, and Bowie was a late entry too. But here's something else I didn't know about it. And they mentioned it in their part of Van Halen's deal, and it wasn't in their favor. They were responsible for mixing their audio for the show. Because you know, because everybody remembers that it was it was broadcast on Showtime later on, like a cut down version. Of, but they were responsible. The bands, the artists were responsible for the mix, right? And I go, well, that's fucking weird. But it makes it. But at the same time, it makes a lot of sense. You know, everybody's got a very specific way they want their their music mixed, and it was actually very complimentary by Wozniak to the artists themselves. But I never knew that. I never knew all the extra stuff that they had that went along with it. But the fact that. When you when you look at um, it, it, the big deal was always Van Halen made the most money on the thing, but when you right. look when you look at the Guinness Book of World Records, when it shows highest paid artist, it's um highest paid for one gig band, and then singular artist shows Bowie, and it, but it's still,
1: sure again, Bowie you know, came out better because he made all the money.
0: Yes, yeah. he dude, I didn't know this, but he was only charging he, he was only paying his his musicians three hundred bucks a night. Even on, uh, sure. even, even that's why Stevie didn't tour.
1: Have you seen the doc? They talk about all that. I know,
0: but I haven't seen it. That's what I'm saying.
1: Oh, why? Dude, it's been like for a year. I know, I thought you'd be all over I know
0: you'd think I would be, but things have happened a lot in the last year.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I still haven't, I still haven't seen the doc about, um, we are the world. Oh, it's not kind of done yet. What's, um, the, what's we are the world again? Anyway, uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> International Burger Day. International Burger Day. Woo, yeah, sweet. Uh, speaking of International Burger Day, if you're looking for something to watch while you're eating your <laughs> burger, oh, well, you won't know because today will be past when you hear this. But anyway, if you spent your day wisely, you could have been eating burgers and watching Fubar on Netflix. Yes, Fubar, the triumphant return to, well, I don't know he's never had a series before. So kudos to Arnold for making it at first, but man, dude, food is so much fun. It's like, if you took true lies and turned it into a TV show and changed the name, so you didn't have to pay any royalties, you'd have food Right. Which sounds better
0: than, than having the rights to the name and making a shitty TV show.
1: <laughs> yes. This is way better than retreading the movie. I mean, it's a lot more fun. And there's a lot of great, I mean, it's a, it's a really fun show. I streamed the whole thing in one day. I watched it all on Saturday. Right. I didn't know. I think it's, I think it dropped on Thursday or Friday. Yeah. And, uh, I just, I saw it yesterday when I turned the TV on and I was like, ah, fuck. So I watched the first episode and I just, I just watched it all. It was my whole day in between doing stuff, but I got through all eight episodes and enjoyed the shit out of it. It's really fun. They left it, uh, for a second season The cast is super fun. Everybody looks like they're having a great time. Arnold is, dude, Arnold is, uh, I don't know, man. I I love Arnold. Yeah. (laughs) And he's so good in this because he's funny. He's charming. He's he's playing a guy who's 65 and he's at least 75, I believe. But, you know, he's he's Arnold. He's still in good shape and he moves around pretty good. Um, But you can tell the rest of the young cast is really digging, working with Arnold. I mean, dude, can you imagine? It must be like. Fuck you guys want to be on the new Arnold Schwarzenegger TV show, <laughs> right? What sign me up? So, uh, but yeah, it's fun, man, and it uh, it globe hops. If you're familiar with True Lies, then you kind of you you'll kind of get the vibe of it all. But uh, Arnold plays Luke Brunner, who is an Austrian uh, CIA operative <laughs> who somehow has kept this secret from his family for forty years. <laughs> Uh, but the the rest of the cast is uh, Monica Barbaro plays his daughter. Um, right. She was in Top, or not Top Gun. I'm sorry. Well, that's fair Gunna. because it's because it yeah, was it's Top, top Gun Maverick. Maverick. Yeah. But she plays uh, she plays Natasha Phoenix. She plays Phoenix Trace, um, and she's also uh, I don't know if you ever saw it, but it was a I think maybe a two season Netflix show called The Good Cop with Tony Danza and Josh Groban. She played Cora, and uh, I, I just think she's great. And I was so excited to see. I didn't know anything about Fubar. I mean, I think maybe I heard about it, but I did not. I mean, I thought somebody had told me, but I didn't. I felt like they told me like two weeks ago there was an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or pro, uh, work, series in the in the in the making. I didn't realize it was done, <laughs> and it was probably they probably told me it was coming out in two weeks, and I just thought that you know I don't know where I'd been, but it's it's a good time show, man. It's super fun. The rest of the cast, you're probably familiar with a lot of these people because a lot of them you know have been on. Like, um, Milan Carter plays Barry, who's like, uh, Schwarzenegger's, I don't want to say handler, but he's like his, you know, he's like, he's like the voice on the other end of the, uh, you know, he's like Sandra Bullock in bullet train for Brad Pitt. All right. But we do get to see Milan. So we, we you know, we, we see him a lot because, but he's, he was in Dolomite. He was in warped. Gabriel Luna, uh, plays Boro, the bad guy, uh, fortune Feimster, the comedian plays Rue who's another one of their team. Travis Van Winkle. Uh, plays Alden. Um, he's, you know, he's, you probably know him from transformers. I think he was in one of the, like maybe the sequel. He was in that goofy, uh, meet the Spartans, you know, like that. Yeah.
0: But no, see Travis is most known for being the punk Friday dick the 13th from the Friday 13th reboot.
1: Yeah. From that. And I think from a TV show too, he's what
0: he's such a fucking dick in it. He's like, Oh yeah. He, dude, he's he nailed, great in it though. Yeah. He yeah. nails it. He's great
1: in this. He's really good in this.
0: He's also one of the main characters. Uh, one of the main supporting characters in uh, the third season of Netflix is you. So no surprise he's in he's in that m- circle of Netflix. Uh-
1: yeah, exactly. It's like when they're like, "Hey, you know who? He's on the he's on he's permanently on the board. His picture is in the casting office <laughs> at Netflix. Where can we fit Travis in? But he was also he was on the last ship, right. The show is a lot of fun, man. And it's eight episodes and they're, and they're, you know, they're 50 minutes a piece, 55 minutes a piece. So, you know, you're not getting cheated, but dude, the, 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 glorious piece of casting as Tally Brunner, his wife is Fabiana Udinio, who most people will know as a lot of vagina from yeah. student powers. Yeah. But I remember her as the foreign exchange student from summer school
0: and she's also the girlfriend in uh their sequel to Reanimator.
1: Yes. Mhm. Yep. I mean, the cast is great. I mean, in in the in the show is fun. Your buddy our our boy from uh Sorcerer's Apprentice, Jay Brochel's in it.
0: Yeah, Jay's awesome.
1: Yeah, so it's it's a fun show, man. Highly addictive. I I blew through it. There's some really fun stuff. Arnold, uh, you know, Arnold seems to be doing a lot of his uh little action bits. I and mean, there's a few that obviously aren't him because they're just dangerous. And nobody, nobody 75 year old is going to say, yes, I'll do that. But yeah, man, the show's super fun. I, I breezed through it. It looks good. It sounds good. It's fun. The acting's all top. Uh, the cast is having a blast.
0: Okay. So somebody mentioned something to me. And again, I've only seen the one little clip where we were introduced to Emma we're introduced to the daughter when mm-hmm. she's having that, that, uh, Scuffle. The scuffle. That's a fair way to put it. Is Scott Thompson really in this from Kids in the Hall?
1: Yeah, he is. Ah, see, that's rad. Because that tells you. Yeah, he plays Dr. Pepper, Dr. Pfeiffer.
0: That tells you so much about about the cast by having him in it.
1: There is a cameo that happens toward the end of it. I don't want to say it because I'm looking at the, oh, no, he's in here. Uh, But, dude, Tom Arnold. Shows up. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is great. Obviously another tie in to true lies, right? Like yeah. I was kind of waiting for him. I was like, fuck, I can't believe they didn't get Tom Arnold. And I, I didn't look at, I didn't look the show up. I didn't look at anything to see who was in it or any, after I started watching it, this was like, fuck it. But he does show up and I was like, holy fuck. And he's hilarious. And, and the part is like, it's such a Tom Arnold kind of part that, right. uh, you know, whether you like him or don't like him, <laughs> he's funny as shit. And I I thought he was good with the, I thought he was, he's probably my favorite part of True Lies. Him and Arnold are funny as shit together. I think they have a good chemistry, which they don't have many scenes together in this, which is odd. But um, the few that they do aren't, they're pretty damn funny. Because again, it's like, it's Arnold's very tongue in cheek with some of this stuff, but not in a way to make it self-aware and suck. (laughs) It reminds me of Jean Claude Van Johnson a little bit. Right.
0: I thought that's what it, what it reminded me of when I saw it. And we definitely, for, I, it's nice to have something more in that, in that vein because that was so good. That show deserved a second season.
1: Yeah. I was hoping this doesn't fall to the same fate. Like they just decide it's too expensive and they just like, well, okay, we're not going to make another one. I mean, they should just get on this and, you know, they should start filming it now. I mean, not now, obviously, because it's strike. But you know what I mean,
0: right? I I kind of have an idea which is where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. So Nick Santoro is the one that is the showrunner and developer of the show. Previous to that, he had done Reacher for Prime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so so he knows how to navigate a, an action-centric series yeah. like that. So.
1: The, the action sequences, I, w- I, w- I would say the action sequences in this are very similar to the stuff in Reacher. So if you like Reacher, I mean, this is this has a little bit more... There's a little bit more comedy and stuff, obviously, going on in this because of the concept of, a, of the right, whole thing. Right, But the action moments are serious action. It's not like... It, it's not, it doesn't come off as goofy. It's quite... You know, some of them are quite impressive. They do some cool shit, all in the name of fun. And then they keep it fun, too. It never gets too serious, and, and, and it never gets to a point where you're like, fuck, this is a drag, and... All all of the stuff that's going on, you're never like, man, this is bringing me down. <laughs> <laughs> this is heavy shit, because it's not. None of it is. Like, man, I, I I only wish I could watch this shit again, and not, and, you know, I, I'd like to just hit the erase button and watch it again. Yeah, it was that much fun, and it was eight episodes. So,
0: <laughs> would you want to take a pill to make you forget that so you can sure, watch man. it again for red, the first b- time? Red
1: pill, blue pill, which one is it again? I forget.
0: Red means a race. Did we ever establish that filmnesia with the color of filmnesia's pill?
1: I don't think we did, but I think we were leaning away from red and blue.
0: It's green. Yeah, it looks like, it looks like that green. Uh, no, because NyQuil comes in a blue one. What's the
1: green I one? I would just say, isn't it a black beauty? Wow. <laughs> I just took some barbiturates and I can't remember anything. <laughs> <laughs> took a handful. Fuck. Did I, uh, what what am I watching? Maybe that's what I, maybe that's what I need is is some barbituates.
0: Barbituates.
1: Black beauties, man. For you kids who don't know what black beauties are, Google it. Yeah, man. But dude, this is a lot of fun. you dude, you and Joey, you're fucking gonna love the shit out of this, and it's yeah. something you can totally watch. You don't even need to screen it. Like, there's nothing here that is gonna be like weird or you know there's nothing you're going to be like okay well here's what's going you, there's nothing you're gonna to have to explain he's gonna enjoy it like right. again it, it's just a fun show you guys are gonna dig it
0: we have to watch
1: true lies oh i don't even know i would yeah i don't think you have to know mm, true Lies. you don't here's the thing no you don't have to know true lies to watch Fubar because he's not the same character right. and it has nothing to do with the uh movie
0: this is the good part. Yeah, I, I just because if you, yeah, I, if there's those, if there's little moments in there, I, I I like to, I like for him to see that. I, I, one of the reasons why I haven't shown it to him, why I show him the end, the opening, because it's boring. Well, no, I show him the opening, which is actually I like, I like the movie a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it's not my, my favorite Arnold movie. I don't know, I, I don't. Know. It's I've seen it the least. I would say I was happy that we got this instead of like because I remember there was talk about. A reboot or a, or a, a long-awaited sequel. And I was like, oh, that's the last thing I need to see.
0: Jamie was young enough, but he wasn't. Yeah, you know, he was. You know what I mean? As far as like kind yeah. of being, he was not. Uh, yeah, and he looks way too different now. The only way they could do a reboot is have him basically be Charlton Eston. He'd have to be that Charlton Eston character now. That's what he would. He would need to be yeah do. Kind of go, oh,
1: Absolutely. That's exactly yeah. what, he, what he would be. It's funny because the, this, the whole premise is this is him. He's, he's on the edge of his retirement. He's okay. you know, he's, he's about to retire and you <laughs> now know, he is. <laughs> and there you go. Um, and then he discovers, then he makes a discovery and he's like, son of a bitch. And they pull him right back in.
0: Otherwise there's no show.
1: Otherwise there's no foobar. Yeah, um, yeah man. And it, look, here's the thing. They only say foobar once. It's in the very last episode. <laughs>
0: Do they actually say it just as FUBAR or do they actually say the words?
1: Nope. They just say FUBAR. They don't, they don't, they don't explain it. They just say, he just says, uh, he just says, ah, oh, this is FUBAR. That's it.
0: Yeah.
1: I won't tell you when and where, but you know, they only say it one time. That's you know, Yeah. Cause uh, yeah, it's not like the, it's not like the name of the team. It's not like a code. It's, it's, it's literally, it's just the title of the show and they say it One time. One time. One time. And they don't say it like they did in Tango and Cash. <laughs> the first place anybody heard it. When are we getting our Tango and Cash TV series? That seems like a no-brainer, except for, you know, I mean, they could just reboot it with new actors. Yeah, look, man, this is a fun show. Like, dude, I can't wait for you and Joey to watch it because I want to hear... Uh, there's just so much, there's so much cool shit going on in it. There's a lot of uh, Easter eggy kind of things uh Milan Carter's character dude is yeah that'll probably I, I bet I bet that will be I bet he will be Joey's favorite character
0: so Fubar is I get I've only seen that one little scene where they when they introduce the daughter and right away it looked really fun I'm like yeah yeah I'm into this and it's just I have a feeling it's one of those shows where I'm gonna I'm gonna probably do it the same way you did it and just kind of plow through it all
1: yeah, it's really like you just kind of want to. It's like you probably will. You'll, you'll if it, it won't take you more than two days to blow through this. If if you even if it even takes you that long, right? So,
0: guess what's on Peacock now? Dungeons and Dragons.
1: I know. I watched. That's where I watched it.
0: Oh, I didn't. Know that's where you watched. Because you never said where you watched it.
1: I watched it on Paramount Plus.
0: Oh, is that where it's at?
1: I think so. I think it's Paramount Plus, not Peacock. Peacock. It's not, it's not on the cock. No man, I think it's on the mount. <laughs> mount the cock.
0: Fix this. <laughs> but the thing was, is you never said where you saw it, so I thought you. Oh, I,
1: I watched it on uh, Paramount Plus. Yeah, man.
0: Paramount Good Plus. Good times
1: <laughs> on Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus. Here's our commercial. We always talk about it. Here's our here's our two here's our twenty two twenty two second. Homo.
0: You know, somebody somebody must have thought that about us when they, they heard us talking about Dungeons & Dragons. I'm like, oh, they, they must not know it was on Paramount+. Plus. <laughs> like,
1: oh, no, we did. Trust me, that's where I, yeah. It's funny because I remember I remember when I was going on about like the Paramount, oh my God, there's a Dungeons & Dragons movie. from. Yeah, it wasn't Dungeons & Dragons, like I told you. Right. Um, but I was remembering it as Dungeons & Dragons, but it was Mortal Kombat. Right. From 2021, Yeah, I right? was one yeah. of
0: the first HBO Max movies. And it was also one of the first... Movies that was released in a the theater and streaming at the same time.
1: After the, yeah. Which, here's the funny thing, man. I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Right. Just because I, I had heard such horrible things about it. Which I don't think is fair. It's it's No, it's totally not fair. I just wish
0: the rest of the movie lived up to that opening.
1: The opening's great. Yeah. There, there's some great, there, there are great pieces in it. Right what I did like about it is I felt like, dude, they didn't, it wasn't soft at all. No. they didn't fucking soften it. Like no. they weren't trying to soften the blow for people. Like, like the violence was violent. Right. Uh, the characters, dude, Kano was a piece of shit. Yep. <laughs> and literally they didn't censor what Kano, you know, Kano was a racist, misogynistic asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Cutthroat piece of shit. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. You. There was a lot, most, bunch of moments when I was like, wow, they're, There's a, there's also a fine line too, where you're saying, I want, I want this guy to be seen this way. There's also a point where you, you do too much and you cross the you you cross a line of going, all right, dude. Yeah, I get it. Now I think you're just under the, you're just trying to hide. You are a racist and you're just trying to hide behind a character that you're writing. Yeah, it, it can get nasty like that.
1: Um, I did dig Macad Brooks, dude. The scene where he fights Sub-Zero at the beginning and loses his arms is fucking great. The, those are pretty good effects, dude, when yeah. he loses his arms. Yeah. And when they pop those mechanical arms back on. Like I said, again, not knowing anything about it. I mean, because I, I just kind of avoided it because everybody told me it was terrible. Yeah. But I didn't think it was as bad as it was made out. That beginning is fantastic.
0: Yeah. It really is. It just, I just feel like it.
1: it it's. Yeah. I'm it's with the, you. It's, the, it's the,
0: hard. The take. The take that they have at the beginning is all right. You. They set a tone. After that, it's more like the other. The the original movies from the 90s. It's more like those. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously more violent, but I felt like it was like, oh, I think, oh, they're, they're going to go more traditional martial arts kind of thing.
1: What I was gonna say is, I think. I don't know why, but this movie reminded me more of Ninja Assassin than it did of the first Mortal Kombat movie. I don't know why. Right. And it's also maybe the the sort of the way it's lensed. I guess I don't know. But I was getting strong Ninja Assassin vibes. I was sure that somebody involved here must have been involved with Ninja Assassin. But there seems to be no connection other than in my own fucked up mind. <laughs> Uh,
0: shit. hey, so guess what comes out on Blu ray? You had asked me about this last week, I think, right? Yeah, uh, the Night of the Hunter 4K is coming out, right? That's I think it's Kino, right? That one,
1: that's uh, Kino, yeah, that's yeah. mm-hmm.
0: Kino, yeah, which is good because when I first heard there was a 4K coming for, I'm like, oh no, and I think I even said it to you because I was so under, under the impression that it was a Criterion. Criterion 4Ks haven't been doing I haven't had the same, as I understand it, because I haven't purchased any, haven't had the same level of expectation you have from our Criterion release. So I was worried about that. But no, it's Kino, so I'm trusting it because their 4Ks have been fucking lights out.
1: Yeah, it's funny because uh, I would have thought for sure because I, I have just the uh, Criterion Blu-ray of Night at the Hunter, uh-huh. which is loaded with extras. I was kind of shocked when I saw that it was Kino doing the 4K.
0: Right, and I don't know, we, we talked about this, we don't know the extras that are on it because that the thing about the, the Criterion Hunter is that it's, it literally is the perfect package for a movie that came out in 1955 as far as extras. Obviously, the, the people that are involved in it are more film historians and film critics that, that have their commentaries or do little conversations here and there because there's not a lot extra um, from original people of all because no one's still around everyone's long gone right it is still very intriguing because a lot of these people have some wonderful anecdotes and stories and things interviews conversation about interviews they've had the people from the cast and and the crew and everything but i'm looking forward to seeing it no reviews out for it yet there was no advanced release for like the the blu-ray Sites, so I don't know. Uh, I don't know anything more other than then it's coming out on Tuesday.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it's going to look amazing, and it's glorious black and white.
0: Yeah, because that uh, because that Blu-ray, even even that transfer that Criterion had, it's fucking. Oof. We talked recently about about doing too much digital noise reduction, and they did just enough. It's nice and grainy and super contrasty It looks fucking gorgeous. I love that movie. So yeah, the 4K version of it's just going to be has to be. I'll be, yeah, bum- I'll be, be cool. super bummed if it's not.
1: Hey, if you want to watch Ninja Assassin, it is on Tubi.
0: Hey, okay, so I went for a walk around the lot last night. And the building right next to mine is like the main executive building. And I I guess I hadn't gone for a walk in a long time, at least that direction. Because you know, they, I think I talked about in the show. If you've ever been, uh, if you've ever seen uh, the Bruno Mars, one of the Bruno Mars videos, I think it was, um, fuck, I forgot what song it was but they shoot it on the New York street. Or if you've seen how I met your mother, all the New York out so or outdoor New York stuff is this, the New York street that's been there forever. Well, they redid it recently. I'll put the pictures in the show notes because I took, I took pictures on my walk last night, but it is almost done. So because they were down like construction, I didn't take my normal walk. So my normal path that I would take. So, but last night I did and I saw the big two sign inside the lobby. I'm like, I'd never seen it before. So I don't oh, Wow. Yeah. So there, to be.
1: To be or not to be. Okay, dude. We don't know.
0: I have to say there I've been leaving work at eleven thirty, eleven thirty-five. Last week, three different times, there were picketers still out there. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh so there's a podcast I mentioned before called Tone Benders, and it's a sound design podcast where they'll talk to Uh, gaming audio uh, uh, gaming guys or TV guys or movie guys that do sound design. And their latest episode is for evil dead rise. And what that was really cool is uh, Peter Albertson, who is the the lead sound designer on it. He actually had on the director Lee Cronin was on too. And it's really fucking good. One of the things I talked about with the movie when we had seen it was how great the sound design was with sounds that we had never heard before um, just lots of these really cool, unique things. And we saw it in Atmos and they'd actually talk about Atmos a little bit because um, you get a bad Atmos mix where they just, where the sound design is too busy, but there's moments in there where um, I'm okay. I'm not, I'm hoping I'm not giving anything away here uh, or, or moments, but there, there's something in the movie that involves the air conditioning unit, but more, more along the lines of the vents and you could hear the sound of the vents, the air air going through the vents above you in the in the theater mix. So I thought that was really cool. So you'd actually talk about that. But it's really fucking good. Again, it's called Tone Benders. I'll put it in the show notes. if you cool. If you kind of geek out over sound design like I do, it's pretty cool. You can cherry pick it because it's not, again, it's not always movies. Sometimes it's TV. Sometimes it's video games. Um, that the last video game one they had on was for Forza, you know, the racing game, the mm-hmm. the, the Xbox version of Gran Turismo, and it's forty eight minutes or something like that long. And wow! They, and you think that they have enough car recordings, right? <laughs> You'd think <laughs> they're talking about how they spent weeks recording new car sounds. I'm like, like just because you got the budget, dude, doesn't mean you should. Correct. The 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 conversations are great. This one unfortunately didn't have too many examples. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll isolate stuff and you get to hear when they're having conversations, like, how'd you create that sound or that sound? You'll hear those, um, you'll hear those, those examples. um, But unfortunately, you don't hear that with this. Kind of a bummer, but you know, it is. But uh, uh, to add to that, you know, Evil Dead Rise will be out on Blu ray and all that. You can get it digitally now, but it'll be out on Blu ray and everything on June 27th. And uh, um, Lee Cronin has been shooting commentary for it, uh, so he'll he's he's something that's very much involved in it all, and I, and I loved and again the conversation you'll you'll hear how much if you see the movie they, there's nothing that happens in the conversation that will spoil anything for you, um, but it's still a great conversation that makes you if anything it makes you want to watch it. Now there's something that happens in the movie where the incantations are not played by, played back by tape. You know, like it is in
1: mm-hmm.
0: all the other movies. I mean, excepting exception of uh, ED 2013, where they just read from the book. They don't actually listen to anything. You
1: have to be careful when you say ED these days. Right. Uh, well, you know, it's ED some, 209.
0: Yeah, well, some movies have erectile dysfunction.
1: Mm-hmm. You can tell them right from the beginning, usually.
0: I'm not going to explain how it gets set up, but it involves old vinyl. And that's how you hear the, the playback of the incantation is from because the, the, one, one of the kids has a DJ set up. He has his turntables. What was funny is because of the timetable, when these you know, pieces of vinyl were recorded, they're supposed to run at 78. So he's running it at 45, but then he's, hand, he's having to hand crank it too, which is okay. But he's got, here's the thing. Do they change something about Techniques 1200s? Because I've always known them to be able to do 78. You just have to hold down 33 and the 45 buttons and it does 78. Mm -hmm. You know, not to give anything away, but um, 33 plus 45 is
1: what? 78, baby. When I went to school, it was,
0: anyway. Yeah, when there's someone they're talking about, I'm like, oh, you know, no, there's no turntables that can do 78 I'm like going, well, are you sure? Because I don't know if that's accurate. So that's my nerdiness for you. Oh my gosh, we've been talking for 41 minutes on how to kickstart. What's wrong with this?
1: Yeah, dude, it's the long one.
0: FUBAR! Oh, shit. So anyway, so, so before we just sign off for our socials, with our socials, um, hope everybody enjoyed the wonderful... <laughs> What do we call it? Badass women with swords? That's what we called it? Something like that. Something like that. Sure. We closed it out with She last week. We love the movie so much, when you hear the episode, if you haven't heard it yet, that we, um, well, we ordered the (laughs) Blu-ray. Yeah, man. And if you heard an episode of She, we also ordered Program
1: for Destruction. Program to Kill. That too. Also known as The Retaliator. Which
0: one's Program for Destruction? Wasn't there another movie like that where the blonde, or like a blonde Terminator type? What the hell was that movie called? You know what I'm talking about, Mm, right? I
1: do, but I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head. It popped into my head when you said that was Painkiller Jane.
0: Yeah, it was. Fuck, what was it? And I can picture it. I can picture the cover. I just don't remember the name of it. Fuck.
1: Programmed to kill.
0: Anyway, so there you go. Starring
1: Robert Ginty and Sandal Bergman.
0: Ginty. old Ginty.
1: Ginty, baby. The Ginty.
0: Oh, Ginty. I'd Ginty me so hard. Yeah, man. All right. So if you want to follow us on the socials, it's at Karate Pod on Twitter, uh, Letterboxd, and uh, what's the other one? Oh, Instagram. You can follow Corey on Instagram at Culper97 and on Letterboxd at Corey underscore Culp. Yeah.
1: If you'd like to follow me, you can follow me at Rock and Roll 33 on Instagram, or you can follow me at Foo Bar on Letterboxd. That's Foo Bar. At letterboxd.com. And if you'd like to follow me on Yelp, you can check out my list of (laughs) the top 100 burger spots are here. A list made to devour. If you will.